towards Heaslip. Well, he picks it up quickly and off he goes. Drops it off to Henshaw! Robbie Henshaw scores it! He stabbed it down the middle! Australia! Back in front! Yes, he only intercepted by Dean Mum! And away he goes to win it for the Wallabies! Yes, hello everyone and welcome back for another shot of the Fox Sports Rugby Podcast. Sean Maloney in the studio alongside Sam Worthington, Christy Doran and Stephen Hoyles. And well, three of the four of us are stoked because the Wallabies have put together one of their best performances of the year against Wales in a big win. And on the flip side, New Zealand got rolled. Hoo-ha! Hoo-ha! New Zealand got rolled by Ireland in Chicago, which has left Sam Worthington a little disappointed. But Halsey, that's not the only reason he's disappointed this week. He's very down at the moment. I said, mate, look, they were bound to lose one. They got the world record 18, but it's not about that. It's about Trump versus Hillary. And Sam has gone all out to fund his New Year's what about with his mates. His punters you know club have gone all in on Hillary. Well, one they one of the great things, one of the great things about punting are the losses. Sometimes, especially when you're part of a club. <laughs> no, but when you're part of a club, because it gives you stories to talk about for years to come. Now, Sam Worthington, our esteemed colleague, who still sits here in the studio, shaking his head, uh, Christy, shaking his head. His punters club have dumped six k. <laughs> I mean, six k. At a dollar twenty-eight on Hillary that Clinton to become the next like president when you say that. of the USA. It sounds like quite a lot. It is a lot of money, mate. And 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 tell us why. I mean, before we get into the rugby, tell us what was the thinking. Why did you want the juice? <laughs> Where was the cash going? Uh, the plan was for that to fund our uh, New Year's Eve celebrations in Thailand. The syndicate of four. There was three, no, two Aussies and two Kiwis involved. Um, Look, uh, we put our political minds together and thought it was basically a sure thing, like most of the world did. Um, Trump's internal polling, they, even that was suggesting they had no chance. Um, but yeah, things took a nasty turn uh, sort of early afternoon Imagine yesterday. That. So mate, 6K, if yeah. I do the numbers Out correctly, that is going to get you $7,680. You're going to make... $1,680 from a $6,000 bet. That is ridic- ridiculous. It's w- not once, smart. Once we converted that to BART, we were going to have a pretty good party. <laughs> but, um, you don't, but you didn't need that juice for no. Thailand, mate. Stuff is that... Have you not been to Thailand before? I've been to Thailand. Well, you know how cheap it is. Prices have gone up a bit. <laughs> have yeah. they gone up that much? Yeah. That you've got to try and parlay it on the presidential election? I've got one little trump that for you. I've got a mate oh, of excuse mine... The no, excuse pun. the pun. I've got, <laughs> a, I've got a mate of mine who, uh, before Tony Abbott, was given in his first appointment as Prime Minister when they were working out who would be the Liberal leader for that um, first year that Tony Abbott was um, came in and Malcolm Turnbull was in the frame obviously to become Liberal leader he dumped 10000 at a at $1.10 and obviously they went with they went with TA instead of Malcolm yeah. oh, they went with TA instead of Malcolm no, probably uh, stick to sport from oh, now on oh man alive politics man alive anyway my, my problems are yeah that's the least of the world's problems though with Trump actually in charge who knows what's going to happen but uh, I like how he's trying to deflect that's, that's enough uh, that's enough politics oh that's now. funny alright well it's he's not hope. that funny well it, it is funny. it's madness it makes no sense it's madness so does that mean the trip's I off I thought highly of you the, tri- the trip's on just means I won't be able to shout your boys coffee for yeah. the rest of the season oh well that'll be a nice They've change cut it from seven days to two <laughs> okay <laughs> tell you what tell you what must be good wedge down here in the newsroom at Fox mm. we should look for yeah. jobs down here how are you putting six car bets he's wearing Christy slash Lindsay's wearing a lovely Maroon cashmere sweater, like cashmere. that's got to be worth a few hundred at least. It's Armani. 
Giorgio. Oh, Giorgio. Morning. oh morning. We work all through the night. We get that overtime, that sweet, sweet overtime. Okay, okay. gotcha. Yep. That checks out. Mm. Um, so, right. So, you're down, were they? Let's talk about the Wallabies win, though, to perk ourselves up even further. Christy, many say that it was the most complete Wallabies performance in over a year against the Welsh. What did you make of it? Oh, you're spot on. It was, in a nutshell, from start to finish. They were uh, red hot, particularly that opening 40 minutes when they put 20 points on the on the Welsh and uh, it, it started up front first and foremost how good with the locks just getting uh, getting better with each week and I think Stephen Moore continues to, to, to improve uh, in the gold jersey this year and Bernard Foley was fantastic. Nick Phipps provided quick service and uh, and Tavita Kiranjani was seamless coming in for his first crack at 13 for a while and, and Samuel Karevi sitting back home in Australia thinking jeez wouldn't wouldn't mind being there, but uh, Israel Folau, Dane Haylett, Petty, there was there was not a bad I think player. You named everyone. There. there was not <laughs> yeah. a bad Stephen player. Stephen Hall's had a good game, <laughs> mate. Are we doing play ratings or just the game? Well, I did do those. Yeah. yeah, sure he did. That must really endear you to the players as well when you give ratings. I've often wondered, like never like play give, ratings. People who give player ratings, people other than that, and this I, is not this is not just on you. This is on uh, journalists and pundits worldwide who give player ratings. It's a long way back. I mean, if you slam someone with a couple of fours on the bounce yeah. and then you've got to ring him for an article. I don't, yeah. I'd and I'll tell you what I find. I find it hard when you give bench guys like fours and fives and they've been off. You know, like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. What was your best player rating? Do I don't know. Any? In all honesty, it's one of the things I... You never checked. No, no I remember seeing it once after a Bledisloe in New Zealand. What'd and you, what'd I, you, I, what'd I, you I got a five or something. We lost the Bledisloe in yeah. Eden Park. It was... Um, pass. Huh? Got a, got a pass. Is that a pass, is it? Five's not a pass. And I remember just thinking at the time... Five's not a pass. I'd take that at school, to be honest. No, I'm talking to him. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the problem. Five's technically a pass. pass. 50%'s a pass. No, it's not. It's not a pass. Yeah, it is. Look, you know, I never, never liked them in summarising them, never liked them, never thought they were relevant. Yeah, I yeah. don't particularly enjoy doing them either, but people do read them. They're one of the higher rating sort of post-match things that we do. So really? people love that just simple... Yeah, Is it because then they can look at it and go, well, this guy's a, got it wrong? Starts a debate, yeah, you get begged, but yeah, uh, people, okay. it's it's very hard Is, to is that one of those things where you title it staff writers? Staff writers, you have staff <laughs> name writers. to it? No, we put our names to those yeah. ones. Do you? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think you should, really. Yeah. yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna knock someone or if you're gonna applaud them, but does it make it all good? Play ratings and then you have got to call the guy. Oh, look, it can. But I reckon if you, if a player probably generally knows that they haven't done all that well, and like, so it, it's nice it's, to have it positively it, reinforced. It, no, well, I think it's I think it's your job, really. Like, if, if players don't read the media anyway, that's what they tell us. So we'll just we all play on. They pretend not to have read it. And okay. You guys just keep feeding you. the trolls, yeah. tossing yeah. them some threes and fours <laughs> here and there. <laughs> You've named everyone in the squad uh, for a They were for bloody good, though. They were good. Halsey, who impressed you most? Uh, look, I, it's easy to say everyone. I think Bernard Foley. <laughs> I really like the combination with Phipps and Foley. And, you know, Genia's coming back. That's the big one this week. You know, I think Genia was probably our best player up until now, but he missed last week through the international law. He was kept at his club in Paris. So if he comes back, um, you know, I'd almost lean, you'd have to keep, Nick Phipps this week because Bernard Foley's in such good form and their combination is you know, really important and I'd really like to see Genia come off the bench with 20 to go. How so many more games does um, the Sanch have? I think the international window allows them three games. i got a feeling England falls out of the, inter- yeah, the last does. game it's England falls yeah. out of the international so window. So. Yeah, unlikely to be available for Steve, Stephen, what do you think though? If, it, if it's rainy, if it's wet, do you, do you think... Wait, did you name your best player? I'll go Bernard Foley. Okay, yeah. Do you think Yours? though that... Of the locks. 
That's the Twin Towers, mate. Twin Towers. But they played as one. (laughs) They played as one. They were so good. Locking and jumping and leaping and running and Combined five metres of Hitting blokes and big run metres. I thought it was the most run metres from a combined lock since 2010 when Mummy and Sharpie had a crack against NZ. So it's good to see. They needing it for a while, guys bending the line. They're combining for that try as well for for the calm dog as well. Really quick hands. To the who, sorry? To the calm dog, Bernard Foley. The calm dog, okay. It's a new one. That's a Dave Dennis uh, call, that one. Oh, was it? Is that DD? Shout out to DD. But yeah, I think what we're seeing is uh, the the combinations, the consistency and selection and players now seem to know their roles a bit more. There's more shape, uh, was the word that Michael Hooper kept using in the game, that uh, that they know the structures, the roles that they're supposed to play and and just the width of the passing, um, the the offloading game, that all seems to to click a lot better than it has been. For that game style that Michael Checker coaches, and, and there's been some changes since he coached at the Waratahs, there's a little bit more play down the short sides than what there was when he was coaching at Super 15 level, but in theory, for, for him to for his teams to be successful, you need the middle forwards and the guys that are in the middle of the field, which are his front row and his second rowers, to get quick ball and don't need to be going forward. But there's a difference between quick ball and going forward, and you need quick ball. So they, generally, you're not always going forward because they're past 10 metres back in the defensive line. But once they hit contact, you need those second rowers to be able to then generate quick ball for a metre or two to make the defence then go backwards for a couple of fa- a couple of seconds. And you see the result when we start having dominant locks out in the field that the team starts to flourish. So his game, his style of footy or his shape is all set up on his tight five, being able to get quick ball. And now he's starting to get that. They're, um, they're looking like a, a really threatening team. Go on, Shawnee. No, 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 no. That was good. No, no, that was good. <laughs> Reese Hodge. Reece, we haven't Reece spoken Hodge. about Reese Hodge either. Uh, hopefully. You always love plugging a manly boy, don't you? Plugging a manly boy? Yeah. I'm not adverse to plugging a manly boy here and there. He deserves it, so he does deserve it. He, I'm hoping, will be there for some time to come. Some consistency there. Like we talked, we talked some consistency. (laughs) Consistency. We spoke about this last week. We want players picked often in the same position so that we can start to build some momentum in terms of support around this side and obviously stick with them. And with Hodge there at twelve, I like our chances again this week against Scotland, who we struggled home against last year in the World Cup. Scotland are out for revenge big time in this one. We all know what happened at the, the World Cup. And I think the stadium, Murrayfield, sold out uh, close to 70,000 uh, Scots. And let's face it, they were pretty harshly done by there um, at, at the World Cup. So they're going to be Don't absolute, up again, we mate. Absolutely them. Was it three bang. or four tries to one? I'm or was it sick of this? Or was it three or four to one? I'm so sick of this. I'm just saying it's, I'm just saying it's not going to yeah. be a very a, uh, no, easy atmosphere to go into. Yeah, it's you're gonna right. Be, it's going to be pretty hostile. You're right. It is going to be hostile. Did you ever play in uh, Murrayfield, mate? No, I made my test debut against Scotland in Glasgow. Okay. Glasgow. It was the same day the Rangers played the... Celtics, Celtic, is it? Yeah. And that was... So it was an empty stadium until about 30 minutes in. And I thought it was only because I was on the bench. Everyone was coming for the back end of the game. But it was because that game was on and all the lunatic soccer fans turned up. And it started off almost like a really anti-climax and ended with a a, a very busy, you know, packed stadium. But was it dry? It was dry, yeah. And Edinburgh is a fantastic city. Like, if it wasn't so cold, you'd, you'd love the place. It's a beautiful city. Boys will have a great week there, but it'll be a tough place to win. And I know the players will be using all the Scottish players will be using the revenge from the World Cup. But I look at that game and go, they were lucky to be in that game, you know, slip it through that intercept pass. We outscored them. We were much better. We just didn't kick our goals on that day. So um, you can move on when people say that, you know, we were lucky to get through that round. Yeah, okay. The forecast is pretty miserable uh, out there in Scotland. So as Christy alluded to, that's going to help the, the Scots, of course. And the uh, the magic number, the guys at Fox Sports Lab have dug this beauty out. Uh, 16 is the magic 
number, Sweet 16. So every time that the Wallabies have scored 16 or more points, they've won all 20 games against Scotland. And every time the Scots have held Australia to under 16, they've won all nine games. So that's the... Magic number. I don't think they'll have, I don't think they they'll do have some any good work in the stats department, don't they? Didn't Nick McArdle kicking those stats around he earlier? He threw something at me before. Did was, your eyes close over? Yeah, I'm not a stats <laughs> man, Sean. You know that. He loves um, his numbers. Now, what was it? It was... No, it was Izzy Folau's test numbers. 24 oh. wins, 24 losses, one draw. Yeah, 50th uh, this weekend. That's right. It's not too, uh, not too flash, really, is it? What was your winning percentage? Oh. <laughs> Yours would have been all right. No. Yeah, it would have been up there. Yeah. You Truly. do the numbers, check we'll, it out. We'll we'll hey, speaking week. of, speaking of um, good numbers, we'll get on to the New Zealand Island game in just a second. We're also going to touch base with Scott Sumo Stevenson, who was over at Soldiers Field for that historic Irish victory. Um, just on that, when you talk about good numbers, yesterday we fronted up as part of the Fox Sports Clontarf Oztag Corporate Day. Uh, a bit of Oztag against the kids from the Clontarf Foundation, Indigenous kids who were freakish players. Anyway, Halsey and I end up on the same team. I've put him away a couple of times, yeah. but I've never seen I've never seen a more disgusting display in terms of him rounding up small corporates and ripping their tags off. Like we're up by seven or eight tries, and this poor woman tries to go in for a first ever try, probably in sport. She had twenty on me, and 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 he ripped the tags off and threw them down. And when she came back to play the ball, he need her. I didn't do that. That <laughs> second part's not true. A Donald Trump but type I, ball. But I, we, I did we... run it down from twenty, and then they all gave me a hard time, and I said, you know what? You treat everyone equal. If I let her in for that try, that would be that would be discrimination. You let Megan Barnard in for no, a try. No, I missed that. I missed <laughs> that match. I chased her down and I missed it. I just got hit. She got yeah, past. She, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Barnard dotted down. You, you do have form in this department. I hate to say it, Halsey, but the uh, wheel, the wheelchair rugby there was a sickening. That's right. And Harry, you know what, mate? Harry, 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 Harry blindsided me, and he'll think twice you're about not, trying to take someone out. The good news is he was there. Christie's working on a on an article about Harry, so that'll lift the spirit. When does that drop? Twenty nineteen Tokyo Paralympics. Fair enough. Backlog with play ratings. <laughs> George George Gregg and I heard uh, Greg's, had Greg's a, had he pulled a up a bit tight yeah he pulled up a touch hamstring tight. issue Matt, not we, happy we managed to put um, Matt Shervington in the clear a couple of times that guy can still move eh yeah and, and you think I was playing for sheep stations I, I, I wasn't letting people through me but Shervo was it was Olympic trials he was gassing people Shervo gassed four 12 year olds in the first <laughs> four minutes and got, he, he got did. four four yeah. of the best and he was and he was dark he was dark when someone went through and had him looming inside they scored themselves instead of giving him for five <laughs> high knees yeah, yeah. high arm action like it was it's good just to like, well, thanks technician for, thanks for inviting us along guys uh, it sounded like a great day oh, you need to stay in here and keep an eye on your big bet mate <laughs> <laughs> and the last time we invited one of you two along to an event there was an article promised on the other side and it never eventuated so we didn't want to make the same mistake twice two two times that's happened Wallaby's golf yeah, day classic Wallaby's golf day as well Yarns came out not how we wanted it mate hey, you, know who you don't rate players on golf day mate that is just too far <laughs> <laughs> do you know uh, who else was good in the, in the Fox Sports Oztag uh Day for Clontarf was Blake Austin turned up. Oh, yeah. And Brayton Astor. That's yeah. good. That Blake Austin's a hell of a guy. Yeah. The Canberra Raiders gives, halve. Gives, gives West Tigers lifts never to game. Shit, he's got some skills. Yeah. Tigers yeah. should never let him go. He was awesome, mate. You'd hope he'd be looking good in a, in a game like that, to be to be fair. Yeah, but just, you can, I mean, you can always tell, can't you? Like, oh, guys yeah. who, yeah. and just like over one or two or three steps, uh, he's, how explosive he is. He's no look. He's just how how far did you boys uh, progress in the tournament? Uh... 
We I left make, after three games to get a scan did, on my knee. Did, True story. Make it, he's he's going to try and put the claim against Fox Don't Sports. Don't say it publicly, oh. mate. That's out there. I can't do it. <laughs> Sorry about Damn that. Damn it. Jeez. Sorry. I'm trying try to look right. after my team here. No, no, it's That right. could be my back that gets looked after instead of your no. knee. Um, Blake Austin and Braithen Astor as well, who's still super fit. Brian Fletcher played. He's, he's uh, just nice to watch those guys get about. And the kids loved it. Yeah. Hell of a day. More importantly. Yeah. Um, more importantly, most importantly. Okay, uh, let's let's just quickly check in with Scott Sumo Stevenson, who, as I said, the Sky New Zealand broadcaster, was at Chicago Soldier Field for New Zealand's historic loss. Sumo, how you doing? Not too bad, boys. I'm uh, just finishing up a long lunch in Auckland City with a couple of good roosters, and uh, things got a bit loose on the goose, but always a pleasure to talk to the pod. How are we, man? Good. Now, good. Now, now, take us back to uh, Chicago, home of the Bears. The Bears. Run, us, the Bears. Th- run us through it. Well, no, well I, I, can, I can safely tell you that no one's talking about the Bears this week. Everyone's talking about the Cubs still. And why wouldn't they be? 108 years of history done and dusted. Even Bartman, even Bartman was absolved by Cubs fans. <laughs> so uh, I was standing about 10 metres from the bleacher entrance of Wrigley Field on Wednesday night. Me and McCrew took a camp to Wrigleyville, thinking we might uh, just pop into a pub that a mate had put our names on. Well, good luck getting through the barricades. Instead, we found ourselves in a street party of around about 10,000 Cubs fans and uh, watched the last innings. And the Cubs got up, and let me tell you, there has not been a scene like this since the opening night of Desert Storm. It really kicked off. (laughs) Sensational. I think uh, I think I think the All Blacks uh, sumo they all got fully into it, didn't they? Did they uh, possibly did they get a bit distracted by the festivities during the week? They were going to Bulls games and cheering oh, up the Cubs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I mean, perhaps there's an argument that being in a big city and away from home and away from routine um, had an effect on the All Black preparation. They're pretty good, I think. You can safely say after winning 18 consecutive Test matches that your preparation's fairly handy. But yes, there are a lot of distractions in a big American city, as you can imagine. But I, I think it's more this, guys. You know, they, they built up to that world record by really going through a process of uh, World Cup preparation. They, they, they broke down those last three games into the quarterfinal, semifinal, final. So big emotional high getting that 18 straight uh, test win. I think there was always a chance that they were going to slip down the other side of the Soul Hill. And we saw that, I'm sure. On Saturday, the Irish were up for this, and geez, Soldier Field was fair cranking with Paddies who'd been on the booze for about four straight days. You could not get a plane trip from Dublin to Chicago during the week. They were booked solid. Uh, it was a sea of green, and the usual straight-faced dour Kiwi fans all thinking that they were going to roll into town and roll the Irish again. Well, it just didn't happen. They were up for it from minute one. It, the sun was shining. It was a world record or a record American crowd for a rugby game, breaking the record of the last time the All Blacks were in town when they played the US in 2014. Everything about the day was epic and awesome. And I couldn't have been happier for the Irish. What a great occasion. To be in Chicago and to witness uh, twice over history being made was something phenomenal to be part of. I don't know if there's ever been an All Blacks loss that's been greeted with such... uh you're not, you're not happy about it, but, uh, you know, just accepted it. Um, Magnanimity. As as that's the word you're looking for. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a good word. Think Mag- you've, still, you've still got a few brain cells after your bender. Uh, yeah, look, I, I think there was that. I mean, certainly there were, you know, the All Black boys who were sitting in front of me. I mean, obviously they took it hard because they don't like to lose and they haven't done much of that. 
over the last wee while. In fact, that was just the fourth loss for Steve Henson since he took the head coaching job in 2012. But so many remarkable stories came out of this weekend. And, and here's one for you. Now, the Irish lined up in their figure eight uh, before the game to face the Hucker. And, and I know this has probably been reported in Australia, but it bears mentioning again. That, that gave the hairs on my neck a chance to stand up. And the hairs on my head are getting fewer and fewer. So to give the hairs on my neck a chance is a very kind thing to do. And here's the thing. The last time Anthony Foley played for Ireland, he played the All Blacks. And the scoreline was 40 to 29 in favour of the All Blacks. Wow. Now, that was the exact same scoreline in this game. I think that is absolutely extraordinary. And if you don't believe in the universal current of life after that, then you've got Clark in the soul. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's an epic little reminder, mate. That is something else. And you and you talk about uh, the hair on the back of your neck standing up. Uh, in terms of atmosphere, have you? I mean, you've seen some atmosphere. You've been to some places. How does that rank overall? That match, that game of code, as you like to call it. Oh, I know one of the greats, mate. I mean, look, Chicago's a great town. Second time I've been there, and. And, and as I mentioned before, just to be there as part of that week, five million people on Michigan Ave on Friday uh, for the Cubs parade and then to roll into Soldier Field on a glorious uh, fall day in, in Chicago and watch that game and, and see it all unfold in front of you. It was a cracking test match. I mean, it really was. It was a great game of footy. And uh, afterwards, just to see the look on Joe Schmidt's face and Rory Best and Jared Payne and Greg Speak and these are all guys I know through, obviously, my connection to New Zealand rugby. I mean... Yeah, but they, they, they were just on a different planet at the time. And another crew that I've travelled with, mate, you, you know, we, we're all obviously All Black fans. We follow All Black rugby. Um, I'm, I'm probably a little bit less emotional about All Black results than a lot of people because I work in the game and I work as a journalist. So wins come, wins go, losses happen, that's life. But, you know, to be a part of that and to watch that crowd afterward, and they all stayed. And then my, my favourite moment of the day was actually... Young Joey Carberry, who grew up in New Zealand, made his debut in Jersey 22 against the All Blacks on Saturday in Chicago. Uh, he played a blinder, too. He was outstanding. Mm. His opposite was Aaron Cruden, and after the game, Aaron Cruden went up to him and gave him his Jersey 22, his All Black jersey. And I, I, I was standing there watching Joey Carberry's response, and he, and he looked like he was about to go and take his jersey off, and Aaron Cruden just put his hand on his shoulder... And I don't know what he said to him, but I'm sure it was along these lines. He said, mate, this is your debut jersey. This is an historic occasion. You keep that for yourself, but you're welcome to mine. And he just walked off. And I, now, that's the class of this sport right there. And, and I think that summed up the all-black reaction to the loss. And I think it just summed up the entire weekend, which was one built on camaraderie and great spirit and uh, the entertainment of watching history unfold in a wonderful stadium. Oh, it, was a, it was a win for... It was a win for World Rugby, no doubt about that. Sumo, thank you so much for uh, for recapping and reliving your time in Chicago for us. And can you do me a favour, fellow? The next Grey Goose you sink, can you do me a favour? Can yeah. you mix it with ginger beer and have a couple of slices of lemon in there? It'll rock your socks, my man. It'll rock your socks. Yeah, no, I probably won't do that, Shawnee. And uh, if you want to know the full story of Chicago, then uh, we'll do an X-rated version of this uh, podcast at some stage and uh, we'll really let loose. On so, the see you on the other side, brother. Hey, Scotty. See you, boys. Yeah, well, there's Sumo's take, fellas. How did you... What did you make of New Zealand going down? Did any of you guys see it? I was at work and was...
thinking I'd be I'd have to pay shell out some hard earned to to stream it, but we were lucky enough to, that we uh, did have a feed coming in, so I was able to to watch it all. And uh, yeah, just lucky. How did cash went on that Hillary bit? So just <laughs> it would have been <laughs> tough to get both going. It's been a great week. It's been a great week. But uh, yeah, unbelievable scenes. And um, my own allegiances aside, obviously it is a good thing for world rugby. I'd probably be talking different if we'd lost to England. No one likes losing to England, but. The, the lovable Irish, apart from my uh, ex-housemate Kevin, who's been sticking the boot into me, uh, every, you know they're, they're a pretty uh, lovable bunch, the Irish, aren't they? So I think, I think we can all uh, agree that that was a great result for World Rugby. Sammy, I, di- I didn't get to catch it, but what did New- what did Ireland do that the Wallabies hadn't been able to achieve over the previous couple of months? Yeah, they had a very good question, uh, Christy. Very good question. They had a very clear uh, tactical game plan. Then he asked a decent question. Um, yeah, very clear and, and well-executed tactics. I don't, I don't think they kicked as much as New Zealand thought. Um, Ireland are normally quite a kick-heavy team, but um, they, they looked to work it out of their own 22 with ball in hand, and that sort of brought the New Zealand wingers up into the line, and then occasionally they uh, put the ball in behind them, so that worked well. Um, New Zealand were clearly off their game. They got targeted at, at the line-outs with that Retallick, uh, Whitelock, and Romano there. So Aaron Smith also, he's been uh, out of the game for a little while for his toilet indiscretion, so he was a bit rusty. Um, and, yeah, we, we did see once they were put under pressure, um, the, the bench that normally comes on and blows teams away, they started making mistakes under under the pressure. And just the, the atmosphere there, um, as we heard from Sumo, sellout crowd at Soldier Field, mostly Irish fans, they were making a hell of a lot of noise. And I think that actually rattled a few of the, the younger All Blacks guys coming off the bench. So. All their points, who came in tight? Connor Murray's try, the pick and go in they tight. They tacked around the fringes as well. That's been Which effective. is what we've been saying. It's I'm been sorry. All year. Which is yeah. what we've been saying. Super rugby level and test rugby level for how long? That's where you've got to get points because they fan so well, they defend so well. Yeah. The room's always in close, not out wide. It's yeah. interesting as well, Connor Murray, who played outstandingly from what I've trying to understand, and Sam has told me as well, but it's right throughout the rugby championship, Will Genia had success against the All Blacks as well in terms of how he achieved, like how he played. So yeah. certainly picking up on that point and playing around the, the fringes. The and for those, nine. Stephen, for those not savvy with why you'd play tight against them, I mean, like, what, why do why have teams been trying to go wide instead of going tight? Well, the key is when you have a, a really good drift defence, so they sort of herd you to the outside, and so the best way of doing that is to you know drop under with switches or essentially just run straight and get them back on the inside shoulder. But there, there's always a bit of space in between, like the ruck and the first defender, so they try and you know compress a lot of their numbers between one and five defenders, but. You saw Conor Murray's try, just dummy, went straight through the middle. That's essentially where Waratahs had a huge amount of success against the Chiefs. Um, a lot of sides had success against the Canes this year. Like it's Sometimes you just ignore the fact that the space is right in front of you and you can still pick and play. Like There's a big difference between pick and drive when you pick and someone latches on you and you mm. essentially just go a metre and to deck. But if you do it properly and you keep yourself upright and you keep the ball behind you and you know, Hooper does it well, Palu does it well, there's a lot of space in there, and sides have to start noticing it. And, and the, it's not, as, un, unfortunately, it's not really a part of the Wallaby shape as we spoke before. But it's not to say they can't do it. You've just got to have players on the field that instinctively jump in behind each other and support each other when they do that. The great news is uh, we get to do it all again in a couple of weeks as well. Uh, initially, when we saw the schedule, we thought that's a bit strange playing Ireland twice. But uh, the rematch is going to be absolutely sensational. Uh, I think that one's on BN Sports here in Australia for everyone to watch live. So um, that, that's just going to be an absolute red-hot game over there in, in, in Dublin. I'll tell you what, it was it's like uh, no, we're, we're not all black haters here. Everyone is, admires how good they are, they're the mm. best team in the world. But 
it was such a good result, not just for world rugby, not just for Ireland, but you know they lost Anthony Foley only a month ago, and he was he was as big a name as you How have good in was Irish that? rugby. The, the yeah. number eight to, uh, to the hacker that was yeah. Just sometimes sport stuff. just pulls off those amazing days where you go like they just deserve to win this game. Like he meant so much to Munster and to Ireland, and it was just so fitting that they got that result. And and you know his family's obviously doing it extremely tough but for a couple of hours on a Sunday they might have had a smile on their face which is nice and a lot of ex, you know, ex-Irish legends of the game ex-Irish test players legends of the game in Paul O'Connell and Brian O'Driscoll on hand as well to watch all that unfold over there in Chicago it was pretty cool to see so some other games to come this weekend obviously the All Blacks are over to Europe now and they were, oh my god can you imagine being the side that plays them this week? And yeah, that like side is the Italy. Italian job. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be just could, a, could ruin them forever. I, it could have it a sixty. It could have it'd be seventy. Oh, I'd be sixty easy, I yeah. reckon. You got to keep in mind, Italy. Uh, have they? Did they have a run round last week? I don't think they did. Not so we saw the rust that had accumulated on Wales, having not played. Ireland were the flip side of that. Joe Schmidt had them ticking. Uh, Wales hadn't played. We saw the rust on them. If Italy have got rust, oh my goodness. It's yeah, going to get. Won't be pretty. Oh. I think the All Blacks will save the real ammo, obviously, for the following week. But yeah, I mean that, that clearly they're going to be smarting, and that, that could get fairly ugly. It's like it's like walking out and putting one on the chin of of a heavyweight champion back when heavyweights were the big deal. You know, just Evander. dropping, just putting one on Evander's chin, and then you got the rematch a couple of weeks later, and, and you nibbling on his ear. You know, yeah. and then you're just thinking, shit, shit. What's you're, and you and you Italy and you're down by forty and it's only twenty minutes gone. Well, I reckon it will be carnage, total it's carnage. It's going to be interesting to see whether this heralds the, the start of closing the closing the gap between the world and the All Blacks, or whether this is just going to propel the All Blacks again to another. Well, run. this is why I took such issue with the question being asked when they're on that red hot streak. Is it bad for World Rugby that the All Blacks are good? You know, and mm. it's like no, everyone else has got to get better, and Ireland did, and then hopefully everyone else will. Ireland have done that a couple of times, like you know, go back to some big wins for them, the Wallabies in the World Cup in 2011. They've they've had really good game plans. That's why I love seeing it. I love seeing. When when sides have time. Eddie Jones is good at this, and they've got time picking teams apart. They know that they had the All Blacks eight, you know, mm. eight months ago. So mm. they'd be sitting there thinking, okay, how do we beat the All Blacks? Mm. And they get to watch all this footage, and they come up with this, and it shows that there's space in other parts of the field that we haven't noticed. And I know the All Blacks were missing a few key players, but you still had Jerome Kano on the field as a yeah. lock, but your system's out of place when Retallick. Yeah, exactly. So um, it just it just goes to show what a little bit of tinkering and someone doing something a little bit different can do for the, the world game. It's also worth remembering that Ireland went really close in 2013 over in New Zealand. They were drop goal away from beating them in NZ in the second game of that three-match series before being smashed in the third. 2014, they were seconds away from beating yeah, them. Ryan, Ryan Crotty got them in injury time in Dublin. So they've been yeah. getting closer and closer. And finally, after 111 years, they broke through. You know, the other thing I think it's great about this is a lot of New Zealand and probably rugby fans across the world were disappointed that, hey, that we couldn't get a fixture between England and New Zealand. But it's phenomenal that Ireland's been able to crack them and, 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 and show that a Northern Hemisphere team can do that. But it sets up next year's British and Irish Lions series just perfectly. Like, mm. how mouth-watering is that prospect? It might give... It's going to give Warren Gatlin some headaches because I think we would have assumed that that team would be pretty English-based because realistically you can't have an equal spread of all the countries, can you? You do need to kind of 
base it a little bit around one country. But now that Ireland have knocked them over, he might be tempted to to work more Irish players into to his squad. So it's such a That's tricky, such a tricky job. That that really is like it'd yeah. be hard to pick the All Blacks each week, but it, it'd be so hard to pick the British and Irish lines because you've got combinations which play yeah. such a big, yeah. important part. You saw they dropped a Driscoll in the final against the Aussies a couple of years ago to keep the Welsh centre combinations together. So the politics a, behind the law, it's yeah, a huge yeah, job. Yeah. I've got a, got a quick one for you, lads. Um, World Rugby Player of the Year, the, the nominees came out. Uh, three Englishmen with what, Billy Vanapola, Owen Farrell and uh, Mario, Mario Toje. Toje. How, how could you forget? And then the two New Zealanders, Dane Coles, Bowden Barrett and Jamie Heaslip, the Irishman. Have, have, we got a, uh, have we got someone in mind that we think I'd go Barrett or Coles. Yeah, I'd have to go with Barrett or Coles. Atojo would be the one from England. I can't. Farrell wasn't on the same level as nah. Barrett. He was outstanding, amazing for England, but he's not at that level that Barrett is in his running game for sure. But I'd go Barrett or Coles. And if I had to pick one, I'd go Barrett. I'd go Barrett. Super rugby that form doesn't count for this, it does doesn't, it? No. No. Yes, yeah, I'd agree with Barrett, although his form has dipped a bit in the last couple of games. But I mean, he was just otherworldly for quite a long stretch there. So yeah, probably Bowden Barrett's year. Yeah. It's amazing that Tojo's come in. Is he, can he be eligible for a rookie of the year as yeah, well? Yeah, he is. Yeah, so yeah. He's, he'll win that hands down. That, yeah. Yeah. He's an absolute freak, and he's going to be missing uh, missing for these tests, unfortunately. A couple of Aussies, is it? Or one, Charlotte Kaslik. She's nominated for yes. Women's 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 Player of the Year. She should get that hands down. down. Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. In it, in Although it. I don't know that it includes the Olympics. I don't think it should matter too much, but uh, she's up against some really uh, talented women, obviously. What, uh, Portia Woodman and, and Portia the Woodman and, and Emily Scarrett, I yes. think it is. So it, both those excellent players, particularly Portia as well, but I think Charlotte's got that one squared away. Mm-hmm. She has been ridiculous. Nigel Owens, ref of the year again, boys. <laughs> what do you reckon? <laughs> oh, please. I'd rather see George Abe win it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and he probably hasn't had a gap match this year. <laughs> Just yeah, TMO. Nigel missed out on a nomination this year. Who are the nominee, nominees, nominees for... The nominees, I forget the refereeing ones, to be honest, but I can tell you that the coaching awards between uh, our mate Eddie Jones, uh, yeah. Steve Hansen, and... Ben Ryan. And yeah, Ben, so that's a yeah, so, that's oh, a very tough call, that one. How that, do you, why isn't Tim Walsh in that? Yeah, that's a great question. I've, I don't know that they've ever that World Rugby's ever thrown in seventh coaches in with a 15th. No, so that's... Before. It's only ever been... Well, are they, are they basing that on, though? They're surely basing that partly on the Olympics, which would come back to your earlier question so with Charlotte Kaslik. I just find it like that's... All those coaches deserve to be there, no doubt. But Tim Walsh has grabbed the... A, a bunch of girls who didn't play football two, three years ago, yep. and they've got Olympic gold. Like Ben Ryan's done an amazing job with Fiji, but those guys have grown up playing that game. I just think oh, Tim Walsh has done an outstanding job, as biased as we are, but anyway. No, very fair point, mate. That's a good question. Yeah. Mm. Do you want me to ask around? Think, uh, let's, jo- let's send some emails when we finish Well, the, the thing podcast. is, was, uh, the deets. John Eels is the Hello, chair of, uh, of of that award, so yep, we can okay. go, go straight Eels to Eels, mate. Yep. Yeah. Seriously. Christy talked to him about it the other day. So. Fair thinking. He said Super Rugby form, club form's not considered but Can you uh, find out Olymp- Walsh Olympics I'm not sure please, yeah. ring him if ring he was him. on the shortlist David yeah. will yeah. you ring John Eels oh. for us yeah. ring Eels Get back give him a rating bring the great man of it. Yeah. be nice to him he's, he's, he's a nice person don't yell at him yeah oh look I wasn't planning on that but <laughs> 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 alright 
Just before we go, fellas, uh, another big weekend of rugby to come on Bean Sports. Don't forget you can watch the Wallabies up against Scotland and New Zealand against Italy, I think, as well, on Bean this weekend. Amongst, amongst others. There's a few others. England versus Springboks. Is it, sadly, that's not at the same time as uh, Australia-Scotland. So, um, It'll be a cracking game. Do you know what? I'm predicting recording devices. Uh, England haven't beaten South Africa since... No, which way does that go? No, South Africa hasn't lost to England since 2006. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. 2006. That's gone, um, that's I reckon England's I don't, got a lot of injuries. I don't reckon. I reckon the Springboks yeah. are going to go super close uh, this weekend. They almost. They just oh, drew I think with it's the a I think they're going to go close. Oh. I do. I really do. I think they're going to go very, very close. England wins though. That's true. I know we panned them last good. week for their draw with, with the, the Barbers, Barbers, but I reckon this week. I reckon they might be okay. It'll be a good scrap. But England, Close. Scrap. Um, so that's coming this weekend. Uh, just before we go, question for you guys. The Fox Sports Christmas Party invitations just come out. I won't be there, unfortunately. Oh, I've passed I passed my invite on to you. I've been oh, due really? by so for I the sevens. I wasn't invited without for you. That's a bit insulting, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> normally it's just Fox Sports employees. Oh, wow. Um, Brian Lara came last year. Yeah. Did he? <laughs> he did. Yeah. Okay. Yep, Brian Lara was there, um, but I don't know. I don't know that he like get the got the internal What's email. The Actually, yours will come from your your Fox Sports invite will come from HR, not from where these ones came from. This but you can have mine. In the room, to be honest, guys, if you're watching at the moment, you can have mine. Where, where and when? Uh, I'll give you the deets. Yep, some of the deets. Um, but my question to you guys is, and for those listening as well, um, the, our our uh, Fox Sports Christmas Party theme this year always themed, which I love. It's a cop out of the theme. Oh. Ooh. Is it a Donald Trump theme, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Choose Your Era. So you could go as 1980s Donald Trump yeah. if you wanted. Uh, 1st of December, it is, mate. Um, it's December. somewhere in town. I'll, I'll pass it on to you. 1st of December, Thursday. Yeah. Uh, six till late. Always yeah. love that. Uh, okay. What what will you go as now that it's come out and it's fresh? Were they? What will you go? Choose Your Era. I mean, that's a broad... Is it a sportsman? Is that what you're No, gonna mate. Like, that's it. That's the email. Mate, that's just saying... Look with your eyes, not with your hands. Choose your era. Choose okay. your era. So that's pretty much anything. Oh. You guys, DK exactly. Lily, yeah. Jimi Hendrix, uh, you guys are Fresh Prince. These are all just pictures on the invite. Who are you going to go as, Sam Worthington? Maybe I should uh, embrace the Trump after um, after my disappointment yesterday and, and go as Trump. But I don't know. I've got a uh, I've got a pretty tight uh, white sort of 1980s ski tracksuit type of thing that I might. Go with it. It's got some fluoro. Always uh, smart to wear that in the middle of summer. Some fluoro pink summer. and fluoro blue. I actually wore it last okay. year, but I might go around again. Hasn't well, been. Hasn't well, you, been won't washed be buy, you won't be able to buy anything with your funds. <laughs> 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 Luckily, we've got a big wardrobe <laughs> department, and uh, your pay's just been docked as well, Preston. So thanks a lot. Doran, what are you? What were you here today? Oh, I hadn't really thought about it too much, but maybe crocodile Dundee. I love a bit of crocodile Ooh. Dundee. Yeah, okay. Look, I think it's always nice to pay tribute to someone that has passed. So maybe of David Bowie. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good one. Chris Stardust. Yeah. Christy is that who you guys? Yeah. Did you guys see Christy in a dress not too long ago? Yeah, I did see him in a dress. Did not, not, actually, not what did you think? Actually, uh, question. Some questions. Yeah. Can we make that picture the cover for this week's podcast upload? We I think that's can. a good idea. It's already been on Instagram. Yeah. I think that's, no, it needs yeah. to. It needs and to. I've tweeted it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, well, let's recycle it. Go for if it. If you're listening now, you've obviously already seen it, and that's why you clicked on or didn't click on. Folks, that's why you're uh, not here. Okay, if, that's us. If, done you do, if you do see this, give it a retweet, give it a like, get it out there. Christy Doran is okay. sparkly, sparkly sequence. Okay, done and dusted. Fellas, thank you. We'll see you next week. Uh, and enjoy the weekend's rugby to come. Thanks, Sean. To those of you that in the room. Party and invitation. I'll, I'll be sweating I'll on my phone. Forward it on. And we'll <laughs> see you all. Actually, we'll be in your ears all again this time next week. Thanks for listening.